0: This is Bill Marshall, recording The Horse Road Me. This section is entitled Four Years of Sobriety. After my correctional prison experience and a short stint in Norwich, I returned to Millerton, New York, just across the northwestern Connecticut border. I was staying in a sober house run by my friend Jason Sherman, a great and compassionate guy with a sense of humor similar to my own. Twisted. I had been in two other sober houses prior to getting clean at Mountainside Rehab in Canaan, Connecticut, and let me tell you, I might as well have been staying in a flop house. They did nothing more than reinforce my feelings of self-loathing, feelings that you all need to overcome. The corridor between Millerton, New York and Canaan, Connecticut was a special place for me. There was a large and supportive, sober community. The geography was spectacularly beautiful and life was good, as you would define good. I worked on a farm, mucking cow shit, and at one point, aided in the birth of a calf. I eventually moved to waiting tables and was pulling in pretty good money, and tips. Not fund manager money, but my wants were few. Brief one-month stay in Norwich, Connecticut, after release from my correction, hooked up with my eventual gym partner, Josh and it was then that I fell in love with CrossFit. I taught regularly at a gym in Millerton before deciding to move back to Norwich and open a CrossFit gym we named Payback. I had no thoughts of ever relapsing, but we both believed we had much to atone for, and thus the name CrossFit Payback. I'll have more to say about atonement later in the book. Josh and I opened CrossFit Payback in April of 2014 after months of cleaning, painting, building, sweating, bitching. For me, it was a birthing experience. Everybody helped, but special thanks go out to my mother and father and brother Tyler and to Josh's father. It was the kind of grunt work that kept me going because of the vision at the end of it. Life opened up for me. The gym was busy. I was busy and happy. I truly cared about life again. Making friends was always easy for me, maybe because I cared about them. I had my own apartment, met the woman I loved, and traveled and competed in CrossFit. The skills that I will be sharing with you in this book were something I did not have. But things were going the way I wanted. Who needed skills when life was good? And why does it turn to shit? Addict or not, you understand what I'm talking about here. This is Rushford Rehab, Millerton, uh, Middletown, Connecticut, October 2016. Journal Notes. Day 1, October 17th. 2016 the first relapse. I was high when writing this first entry as I always got high before entering rehab. A last hurrah like giving up cake and binging just before the quit. First thing my father accuses me of getting drugs out of the car when in actuality it was pens a checkbook and a couple other things i'll be heading to rushford today i can't believe i'm back in this spot again i'll write more later i'm tired i miss b part two i do not miss detox at all this place fucking sucks everybody's so edgy And they have me on clonidine, so I feel incredibly weak. Big bold black letters, clonidine sucks. Barely walk, weak, zombie-like. I still feel dope sick. They flushed all the dope out of me at the hospital Saturday, so I passed for opiates. I have track marks everywhere because I shoot dope. I'm about to lose it. IPT better be better or I'm fucking walking. Bold, bold black cap letters. You have no fucking idea what miserable is. I am truly miserable right now. Let's look at the effects of clonidine on the body. Blood pressure meds. A. Dormant red blood cells. B. Dormant red blood cells. Don't leave. Or slowly leave the left ventricle to oxygenate the blood. C. Slow brain function as a result. Slow oxygenation throughout all body cells. E. Fact that without oxygen nothing is possible. No cell metabolism, no cell perfusions. All in caps now. I have low Oxygen levels from fluid in the lungs. The next day, October 18th, 2016. No luck getting methadone. Is a high dose of clonidine safer than a high dose of methadone? Absolutely not. Everyone is sitting here staring at movies they've watched a thousand times to numb their minds the same way the substance is they use get here. One kid tried to tell everyone in the room that A. Einstein is stupid, B. Theory of relativity is wrong, C. Quantum mechanics is wrong. Oh my fucking God. I couldn't help myself. I explained that relativity works for large objects using an example and that quantum mechanics also is correct, but it takes quantum physics and the development of a TDE theory, theory of everything, to explain everything. Back to the main point, I can't take methadone, and I'm here for opiate addiction. What the fuck? If I didn't have anything to lose, I would fuck up the first rude, inconsiderate person I came across. I'm raging out the next day. October 18th 2016 I am so incredibly tired I want out of this detox so bad I am beyond miserable here I just want to talk to people I love I hope I'm only here for two to three days max because this sucks man why do I do this to myself are drugs and alcohol a symptom of the problem or is it something bigger it is such a strange phenomenon that affects so many people it is definitely a genetic predisposition is the right question why do I have this affliction and is the answer so I can help others I certainly know it has helped me in the past and it is one of the greatest feelings to help with genuine intention that spreads to every facet of humanity, though not just alcoholics. Maybe being alcoholic pushes you into the role much easier than if you're not. However, it includes immense pain to yourself and those around you, and maybe your death. I have no idea why I started using again. Depression, misery, why was I either? I'm just want to get through this detox and misery and go upstairs October 25th 2016 day 8 at Rushford it's so strange being back at rehab I never thought I would be yet I, here I am so it goes I'm just going with the flow and feeling much better than this time last week It's kind of fucked up, but this is the happiest I've been in a while. Just goes to show how getting fucked up all the time can really skew your perspective and alter your entire reality. I have confidence I'll be sober and successful in all aspects when I get out of here. On that note, time to hit the hay. I forgot to note that the nurse just tried to give me two different muscle relaxers before bed because the doctor fucked up and didn't give me them in detox. Anyways, I was honest and turned them down. October 26th, 2016, day 9 at Rushford. AJ likes fart porn and is serious. Second WTF of the day. E leaves tonight. I hope I get a good roomie. October 27, 2016. Day 9 at Rushford. It feels strange without E here now, but it does feel peaceful. Other than that, I feel pretty good today. The days are repetitive and monotonous here. It would be nice to have just one day, where we could just kick back and do nothing. This sunup, the sundown with little to do and no rest sucks. November 1st, 2016, two weeks sober, working on not letting Jay occupy any more space in my head and not letting his bullshit lies get to me. My mind is exponentially better. Looking forward to picking up a barbell again. My new roommate is a sixty-two-year-old toothless, toothless crackhead named Rodney. That being said, he seems. <laughs> I'm sorry. That being said, he seems nice and harmless. November third, two thousand sixteen. 16 days sober this place is starting to wear on me and i felt either just off or depressed all day i can't tell which the weight of my reality is crippling at times i am so incredibly nervous about my future and the future of the gym the gym is just an extension of me and the thought of it possibly failing is terrifying i think this is my last ditch effort at pulling out all the stops and possibly making the gym's growth explode. The boxing classes and Dean's presence will definitely help. Sometimes I wish I had a normal career where I didn't have to think about work 24-7. My goal is to get the gym to the point where I no longer have these fears and doubts. Or maybe if the gym is just an extension of myself, These fears and doubts should be banished by faith that if I work diligently on myself in the gym, everything will pan out. This seems like the best approach I can come up with for now. Time will tell. This is me talking now. I will talk about fear and trust and doubt later. At this point, doubt and fear had become a strong habit, one which was far stronger then faith and trust 11-5-2016 18 days sober my level of irritation when I'm just in the same room with Lewis is becoming unhealthy let alone when he speaks he's so full of shit 11-7-2016 20 days sober been sleeping alright Rodney wakes me up when he talks in his sleep been a little funk lately. Is it the is it the vivitrol? My brain still repairing itself, or just life? If you're worrying about what a muthafuckin' doing, then you motherfucker probably gon' re- relapse. That's Rodney, no doubt. Rodney, clinician told me it is common for people to feel depressed. Or in a funk two to three days after the administration of Vivitrol. That being said, I feel much better today than yesterday. November 8th, 2016, 21 days sober. Jesus, motherfucking Christ, I woke up again. Rodney. 11-10-2016, 23 days sober. Donald Trump became president yesterday. Terrifying. I left Rushford a few days later having no conscious awareness that in less than five months I'd be dead. What I did have awareness of was a high level of anxiety about the status of my future. I had the knowledge of staying present and the benefits thereof, but not the habit of it. My habit was to engage the monkey mind. My relapse soon after leaving Rushford was less a physical need for heroin as it was an overwhelming need to relieve my anxiety. True First Day Sober, 4 Days No Dope, February 6th 2017 I'm on Suboxone for now, I'm so much happier and feel so much better than when I'm on that shit. I regret taking those fucking K-pins so much this past weekend. I have to be honest and tell my sponsor. Becky loves me more than I love myself, I think. I just wish she loved herself that much. She really is my best friend and the most beautiful person I know. My goal for this year is to stay sober. Be one hundred percent honest and grow the business with J gone the sky is the limit. Rushford Rehab Middletown, Connecticut Letters from Friends ten eighteen sixteen Dear David, important things first. I love you. Much love being expressed for you around here. Maybe you'll see that what others see in you that makes them love you. You do not see in yourself. You've talked about this. Also, if you remember, we spoke of some of your worst moments occurring right after some of your best days. I think there is a part of that feels you don't deserve happiness and that comes with great days. If so, and it is probably unconscious, I think it is driven by some demons you hold from some of your darkest hours. You must learn, you must let them go. It is only your dwelling in the past that keeps them alive. You may want to share this possibility in your therapy session. Mike will keep an eye out for your Husky card. This was an unexpected miracle, a gift from heaven, as it will relieve one major stress in your life. Hep C. So grateful for that. I was quite sure from the beginning that your income level would have qualified you for husky insurance. Say amen. The number you gave me for a C was wrong. So I Facebook messaged him with your request and statement that you will return stronger than ever. Messages... Continue to come in on your phone with love and support. Tears well up when I read them. I respond as me and let them know you appreciate your love. Things are being taken up, taken care of at the gym. Focus on you. Appreciate something about yourself every day, several times a day. Believe me when I say it is a powerful technique. Stay present and quiet your monkey mind. Love you. See you soon on visiting days, Dad. P.S. Barrett is good. Just got your call. Not a great start. October 23, 2016. Dave, first of all, we miss you are so thankful you've decided to get help. We couldn't imagine our lives without you in it. Our jeans crew would be incomplete. I wanted to give you this journal to hopefully help pass some time, whether it's writing, drawing, doodling, whatever, but also the saying on the front cover couldn't be more fitting. Every morning we are born again. What we do today is what matters most. Buddha. What's done is done, and now what matters is how you move forward. We're thinking of you every day, and can't wait to see you. Love you. Emily and Steve and Debunk Well, that was short-lived. My relapse continued, and the longer it lasted, the more insane I became. The EMT service in Norwich and Bacchus Hospital got to know me by name. I never did anything half-assed, including my addiction. Overdoses were rampant during those last months, and were it not for my parents and friends keeping an eye on me, my checkout date would have occurred much earlier than 4-3-2017. I felt so much guilt over what I put them through, it amplified my self-loathing. From my current perspective, however, I understand it all quite differently. You are soon to get to that new understanding, but first the few random updated pages my mother found among my journals and letters. I was high when I wrote the first one. Ravenous explosion, skewed vision, and a deafening ring, endless euphoria. Was it real calm after the storm? Styrofoam soul disconnected and empty. Empty, empty. Is this life? God shaped void, blissfully present, returning to the source. I am alive. What you have to do, you do with play. Life is without meaning. You bring the meaning to it. The meaning of life is whatever you ascribe it to be. Being alive is the meaning. That's it uh, for this section.